In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Today, we honor that one group, the heroes of the cannabis airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the Podcasters. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Josh Kincaid is here to talk about his show, The Talking Hedge. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Appreciate it. Well, we have a lot to talk about. So much has changed since I was on your show last year at the beginning of the pandemic. And in fact, you brought along a clip from your show, which kind of touches on that a little bit. I also want to learn more about how you use your expertise as a capital market analyst on your podcast. But before we go there, I want to share some thoughts about your podcasting wisdom because the Talking Hedge podcast is a daily show. Josh posts a new episode almost every day. So he's one of the most experienced podcasters. Josh, with nearly 800 episodes under your belt, tell us about your interview with former All-Pro football player Marvin Washington. It was great, Dan. You should you should have listened to it. But yeah, it's one of those times that you forget to hit record. Marvin Washington, former football player, all pro, involved with cannabis at the corporate level, activists. And so we had a lot to talk about with the unjust testing that the NFL has when the NBA stopped. We kind of saw what happened with the Olympics right now. Shikari, I think is her name. So a lot to talk about with athletes and stuff, but it's always better if you can make sure it's recorded. <laughs> So you did the whole episode and you didn't record. No, I didn't realize till the end. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. And then I was like, maybe I'll tell him. And I was like, maybe I won't. We'll just let that one go. So yeah, shout out to Marvin Washington. Next time I'll hit record, buddy. Promise. Oh man. Marvin was at one of my first trade shows that we produced in New York. And what a gentle giant, super nice guy and, and great for the industry. And I feel bad for you. I've been there before. That's the worst. He's got a lot of good stuff to say too, damn. You kind of want to hit record every time you talk to certain people. And he's one of those guys that I want to record every time. And he is a massive guy. I come up to his shoulders and he's just a, a huge figure. So if you're going to do a selfie, you got to get way out. <laughs> that is so good. That is good. The format of your podcast is unique, not just because it's daily, but because there's no set time limits. I mean, most podcasts kind of have like a length of time that they zero in on, but I'm looking at your episodes from last week and they range from five minutes to 65 minutes. Why the big swing? Because I don't want to have to put in fluff in there. I want to say what I want to say and there's no time constraint to that. I just recently started doing interviews and those kind of have a 45 minute time frame on there because I feel like you need at least that amount of time to get in a good, long, in-depth conversation. But with a topic, you, know, you can cover Bitcoin and cannabis in under five minutes without the added fluff that some people have. And there's that algorithm where maybe it's 12 to 16 minutes is the perfect time. And I don't really care about that. I'm not chasing likes. Maybe I should follow that algorithm a little bit more. <laughs> I'd get better stats. But to be honest, I just put out what I want to hear, what I want to do. And I don't really worry about like the timing or the algorithm. Although, like I said, I'm, I could probably do a lot better. 
<laughs> well, you're doing something right. I mean, from what little I know about your process is that you sift through cannabis-related news from sources like Headset, New Frontier Data, Brightfield Group, and then you analyze the data compared to economic market reactions over the past seven years. I think probably before we get into you explaining how you do the process, let me play a clip from your show. And then let's talk a little bit about your process and, and what makes your show different than most shows. Quarterly sales across legal, medical, and adult use states reached an all-time high of $5.84 billion in the first quarter of 2021, with sales of a second quarter 2021 projected to surpass $6 billion. So last year, 2020, total combined sales of cannabis across all legal, medical, and adult use states was in a $20 billion threshold, but with 10 newly legalized state markets expected to activate sales in the next two years, the total annual sales nationwide are projected to grow at a compounded annual growth rate of 16% over the next five years and reach $43 billion by 2025. <laughs> well, first off, man, it's a good time to be in the industry, that's for sure, but if those numbers are right, wow. Yeah. A lot of numbers there. The podcast is kind of a business podcast. So what you're hearing is something similar to Bloomberg or maybe the Wall Street Journal report, CNBC, something like that. It's definitely not entertainment so much as it is like news and business focused. But yeah, like you said, 2024 with $40 billion, that's a lot of dough. It's a good time to be in the industry. For sure. For sure. So in the afternoon or when even when you finish recording, you start going through the daily news and you can well, this is going to impact this, but it impacts this. And you play it, the whole thing out, and then you report back on it the next day. Is that the process? It's kind of at night. I'll sit there and just be entertained by what's going on with the TV or whatever and do a lot of research, keep open a, a bunch of tabs, and then find out between the U.S. and Canada, for example. That's another one I'm, I'm looking at. I'm going to throw a podcast together on the outlook of the Canadian versus U.S. market. And especially what Canada and Colombia are doing and the impacts of NAFTA, cannabis as a commodity, all of those things. I kind of just throw articles together and then sometimes I'll keep a spreadsheet. So with headsets data, for example, they have uh, market reports every month and I keep my own spreadsheet to look at month over month changes, trends, anomalies. And then that way I can gauge where the markets are going individually. It's just by keeping my own data and, and looking at it. And being in the industry for, for nine years helps too, because I know what happened in Oregon, for example, when any uh, concentrate that had solvent was taken off the market because of the fear of hotels blowing up, if you remember that in 2015. And that's why I always tell my clients, have, have a non-solvent, have a, a resin product out there, whether it's vape or concentrate, because at any point in time, the FDA or anybody could come in and regulate that heavily. I've seen it in multiple states, multiple markets, just with the experience that I've seen. That's how I kind of come out my podcast is trying to keep it relevant, entertaining, but mostly educational on what's happening on a local and international level. So I, I would say for investors or for people who can watch and listen to your show to see opportunities or trends because you're analyzing, well, you like you said, nine years worth of information and you can say, well, when this happened last time, this is how it affected this state. And so we can kind of expect those same type of trends. Is that sort of the approach that you do in, in your episodes? 
Yeah, absolutely. You got to look at trends too. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, edibles were all the rage, right? So you talk about that and what the post-pandemic trends are going towards. So that's going to be a lot of delivery and not so much the cannabis cafes. So the marijuana lounges that we were trying to to see come to fruition in 28, 2019 has hit the back burner while delivery is more the common method now. So it's looking at consumer behavioral changes, purchasing decisions, what they're buying. But then there's also data out there for the the retailer. So the owner of these stores, what they should be putting on their shelves, like edibles should be on the shelf on Fridays between hours of three and five, because you're going to sell a third of all your edibles between that period of time. So there's data reports that we have. Consumers and patients go out and find the best deals, as well as for retail owners or producer processor retailers to showcase their their best products as well. Man, it's a a one-stop shop listening to the show. Uh, Before we wrap, I always like to ask our guests to share some podcasting advice. So in addition to always hitting record, which is a good place (laughs) to start, (laughs) I'm curious, what prompted your decision to only accept Patreon donations and no paid advertisers? Kind of back to that earlier question that you had about my formatting and and the timing of it. I basically want to be able to say what I want without any consequences. So I don't take any advertising at all. I don't take any money for advertisement. And yeah, it's because of that. I just want to be able to say what I want without recourse. (laughs) So I've been able to be uh, critical when I need. Like I say, MedMen is a dumpster fire. If they were uh, a sponsor or advertiser, I wouldn't be able to be that honest. You have that great luxury. I don't know a lot about Patreon, but I'm assuming that if your loyal followers appreciate the fact that you can be non-compromised. Yeah. I mean, I love all my followers and Patreon supporters, but I'm not chasing likes or anything. I use it as a tool to help my super chronic consulting, as well as a investment fund called the C3 fund that uses AI and machine learning to make automated algorithmic trades for us. I use the podcast as a platform to generate more clients, more interest, and use it more as a tool rather than a revenue generator. And that works well for me. Yeah. Well, there's a new episode of the Talking Edge podcast every day. So if anybody wants right to now. check it. Yeah, right, right now. Check it out on all the major podcast sites, YouTube, or even at PodConnect, where you can also apply to be a guest. And we'll have information on how to get in touch with Josh if you want to learn more about his show or talk more about what he's doing. Josh, thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate it, Dan. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.